previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. Okay, so after hearing her, like, ask to be freed, Odessa is basically going to assume that means, like, destroy the doll. So she's going to take another shot at her with uh, another alchemical cartridge. The doll explodes, and then to the ground drops the blue sapphire. What you know this item to be is a soul focus. Uh, Thora's soul is bound uh, within the doll's gemstone eye. Yeah, she's going to smash it. I think Odessa would want to, like, keep the, like, shards. Abraxas, you begin to smell a familiar smell. You mean he smells a giant weasel? (laughs) I think you guys realize just from the map that, you know, your journey, at least in this area, is coming to an end. world's travelers it's abby whenever i do these intros i always think of those really old-timey videos where like it plays the classical music and you zoom in on this person who's probably in this big red leather armchair before the fire i probably should have started it off as like oh hey didn't see you there welcome let's talk about well ultimately i'm going to talk about multi-classing but first i have a bit of housekeeping So we are launching a little social media contest. Uh, We're going to be selecting one person who helps promote our podcast on Instagram or Twitter. It's going to be a t-shirt. It'll probably have our logo on it. Basically how it works, you must follow us on Instagram or Twitter and use the hashtag worldstraveler. Anyway, that's it for housekeeping. Beyond that, I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about why I decided to multi-class Pippa. So a couple weeks ago, you may have noticed she caught on to some super special sorcerer powers. uh, And I decided to do that for a couple reasons. Uh, One of them is you might have noticed that we also were somewhat lacking in in like a mainly caster character. Um, You know, Angel does some with his druid stuff and now we've got Manette and she also has some casting abilities. But, uh, you know, we we were kind of lacking in sort of like I can throw fireballs department. Uh, So I graciously decided to step in there because I'm wonderful. But ultimately, I think The biggest reason why I wanted to do it was it sounded really fun. I know there's a lot of problems with multiclassing, just mechanics-wise. You know, Pippa's probably, I don't know, going to be a little weaker than the rest of her party going forward. But that was no reason for me not to do it. Like, my biggest thing with playing Pathfinder is that this is supposed to be fun. If there's something that sounds fun to you, my vote is always do it, you know? Pippa might die. She might. I would be really sad, but I have an excellent backup character, and I wanted to try doing a rogue-sorcerer combination and kind of see where that got me. So we're going to see where it goes. But I'm really excited about the new things that I can bring to the table with these new sorcerer abilities. I've got some super cool new feats. I've got some super fun new spells. I know that the one that I tried last episode was kind of a bust, but I have other stuff 
that I'm going to give a try. And I'm really excited to see where this take- takes us. If you've multiclassed Rogue Sorcerer, by the way, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on our Facebook page. Tell me all about it. Tell me how you handled it. Tell me where some pitfalls were. If you have any suggestions for how to multiclass or better, let me know about them. Anyway, without further ado, I introduce to you episode 13, and Angel and I will do our best not to snigger uh, when we hear this title, but it's much ado about notting. So happy Halloween, everybody, or I guess day before Halloween. How is everybody doing today? Feeling spooktastic? Everybody feeling feeling spooky? spooktastic? Oh, I was yeah. looking up some, uh, some song lyrics. I was like, oh, oh that's right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're episode 13 on the day before Halloween. That's just like, I think that means you're all going to die. I think that's what that means. I don't know about you guys, but that's what God, I'm feeling in my heart. you're such a cliche sometimes. <laughs> I'm a cliche? You're the DM that's like, I'm going to kill you all. And we're like, oh, no. Oh, see, I didn't even hear it because it just he says that so often. It just becomes background. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's soothing static. Uh-huh. Dustin, I think it behooves you to keep us all alive because all of our new characters are going to constantly be railing at God and screaming at, like, you as God. We're going to just be like, fuck you, God, and do things <laughs> to fuck you over. <laughs> we'll send you our, when, our, when we die, we're going to mail you our character sheets, but, like, we'll mail them with poo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody have planned to be for Halloween? Or what are they thinking about? I have all of the makings to be Cheryl from Riverdale, and I have a bunch of friends who are putting together a group costume, so I might do that. Oh, Oh, there you go. I have one costume. It's Dr. Horrible. It's a great costume. It's a great costume, but I have a hard time finding costumes that, you know, fit me a guy of my size well. So usually I find one costume and get it made in and it lasts me about five years. And then I'll switch to another costume that will last me about five years. (laughs) Yeah. So one year it was a robot and it was a big fox wrapped in foil and that was it and then then now we're dr horrible so yeah although i don't think dr horrible is pretty old at this point so yeah uh i'm being a necromorph a necromorph (laughs) so that's that's about it yep necromorph is that like a necrotic animorph you know (laughs) that's actually not a bad idea no but you know uh the game dead space oh uh uh-huh there's some freaky ass monsters in there. I'm doing sort of my twist on that. I'm going to have this big, horrible, detached jaw thing that I'm making out of tinfoil and latex and a bunch of other shit. So, <laughs> you know, Starfinder has a necrotic race that's a race of all dead people, and it's an actual playable mm-hmm. race. And I think they're like called the Necra something. Um, but yeah, like, of they, course, of course they, are. they are. But they're like, they're, <laughs> their entire like yes, yes. spaceships are necrocraft. It's like an entire dead society. Necrocrafts. So. Welcome to my necrocraft. <laughs> I need a necro nap. He d- they, like that's what it sounds like. It's like the Smurf. <laughs> yes, it's Smurf. Everything. Just replace every other word with necro, <laughs> or begin it with necro. <laughs> Raise the necro shields. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my Abby, god! What are you gonna be for Halloween? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's changing the topic. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with my favorite thing to do. It, it it only works in groups. I'm hoping to get a couple of friends to do it with me. I get a plain mask and then I dress in business formal and I get a suitcase and I just kind of wander around and stare at people. That's very upsetting. That's <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to say necro. I was really hoping after all that lead up, you were going to say necro something. But that was even more. That was like... <laughs> 
Do you have like candy in the briefcase or like? I don't. I mean, she has knives, yes, obviously. But but I want people to think that I've got instruments of torture in it, oh, and I'm trying to size up nice. who to drag back to my torture cave. <laughs> you know what'd be even better is if you had a hook, torture and the hook was what carried around the briefcase. Yeah, or something Ooh, like vibrating the case so it looks like it's a person inside. That'd be good. I mean, honestly, the effect is best if you're in a group of similarly dressed and masked people. Mm -hmm. It gets extra creepy. And then you don't don't really need any special effects. All you need is a cheap plastic white mask and whatever you wear to work. (laughs) So that being said, have I done a great job at kind of creepifying you guys out this month? We didn't ask Angel what he was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I was about to say, what Dustin the hell? Dustin always forgets about me. Yeah, all the time. All the <laughs> you time. You have to shriek more. <clears throat> I should. You know what? Every year I try to do like old school ghosts with just the sheet with the holes cut out. But I am really lazy. And of course, because picking the costume is also lazy. So lazy that I just never get around to getting a generic white sheet. Just the holiday always sneaks one. up on me. I know it's going to be in the mail. I'll be so excited. I'm like, finally a white sheet. I could cut eye holes in and be a ghost. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but that's My what friend I want. Heather wanted me one year to dress as Kool-Aid Man, and so she got me a giant red sheet, and she cut out the uh, all the pieces and stuff like that. It was very nice of her. I appreciated that. It made me feel very special that she did that for me. But yes, for her, oh because her God. birthday, always she always has Halloween parties for her birthday party, because her birthday is right around Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. She guest starred as one of the zombies a few episodes back, if you guys are interested. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> And so that was a fun costume because some other friends of hers dressed as Tetris blocks. So there's a scene of all the Tetris blocks together and me breaking through them as Kool-Aid Man. And I thought that was a great picture. That's awesome. Is that on the web page? It's on the, the web Fantastic page. World's page? Okay. Hmm. I'm like, I thought you had like a Kool-Aid shirt. No, it was a it was a red, sh- like a burgundy sheet. So it was like kind of a ghost only Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> the Did ghost of going, Kool-Aid oh, Man. That's yeah. the new costume. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of oh yeahs going on. Yeah. Kind of like my macho man. Wow. I forgot that you went macho man on that one episode and I was drinking something and I almost got crap all over my I've been practicing that voice, so he will come out at some point for you guys because I did promise that I would do this. Much like our surprise endings uh, have happened, I, I got to find a way to jump it onto you when you least expect it. Those endings have literally been nightmare fuel. <laughs> I'm yeah. turning red again. Just thinking about it. That's actually true. I can see. <laughs> I know. Just like, wow, we're just mad talking about it. it. The area you see in front of you is definitely ground zero. It was still warm and sunny here no more than a few weeks ago. It started as a single snowflake. Somehow it was surviving in the heat of Taldor. It should have just evaporated into water and then mist or, you know, whatever. But it just, it would just stay there. And then slowly it kind of grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Then wind slowly started to wrap around it like it was drawing in energy. And then out of nowhere, just an explosion of energy happened. When you arrive, you don't see the portal, but you see four igloos laying out in front of you. And several yards behind that, it looks like ice spikes on the ground and that ominous blue glow behind those ice spikes. Let's go uh, try and get inside of these frozen horseshoes because it's Yeah, let's do okay, yeah, what is, What's up with these horseshoes? Those are igloos, yes. They are about four feet high. Four feet high igloos. Okay. Uh, oh. They are igloos for children. What have you guys been fighting a lot of? Dolls. Oh, children Faye. dolls. No, Faye. they're probably... Oh. Faye. 
Ah, puff, puff. Freaking One dollar is too many. To the northeast, there is kind of like a little cave entrance. You see the four igloos. As I said, they were about four feet high, but you also see a well-packed trail of large footprints that pass between them heading both north and west. Does there appear to be any other activity actively going on right now? You don't see a lot of activity going on. Okay. Pippa's going to do that sneaky sneak thing that she's so, so good at it and scout around the igloos. 24 for stealth. Okay. Show me what she's checking out first. Show me what you've got. Show me what you got. Yes. Probably going to sneak around through the tree line to the south and come up in between the two southernmost igloos. She see anything while she's going through the trees? She sees nothing. It's actually pretty quiet. Uh, the only thing you hear is the like rustling of wind that's coming in the direction of the west where the, the blue glow is at. She's going to leave the tree line and peer around the corner into the, the igloo that's closest to the group. Kind of do that like cronk Emperor's New Groove inching <laughs> along the wall. Yes, when you peek around the corner, the interior of the igloo is bare. Uh, several ice blocks extend from the igloo interior walls. They form small shelves and recesses, you know, kind of places to store little trinkets and stuff. However, mm-hmm. what you do see on one of the blocks is a little fay sitting on a, one of those blocks, just kind of looking around. Uh, you rolled a very good stealth check, so uh, does not seem to notice you. Dustin, which way is it facing? Kind of looking out the door. I think it's trying to watch for people that might just have as walk through the middle of all those igloos. So I'm going to cast a ghost sound of something falling over on one of the shelves toward the back and then a quiet fuck. <laughs> so so does they get does it get a saving throw? It does. Yeah, it gets a, dis, a disbelief save will DC 13. DC 13. Okay. You see not one, but you see a second fay. Where did the second fay come from? Cuz you said there was only one that I saw before. So you're looking around the corner. There's a part of the curve that you could not see when you looked in. So what happened is when you made that sound, the one fay that you did see walked towards it. And then the other fay that was kind of in the area you couldn't really see uh, also made an appearance to go examine the object that it thinks made the sound. And you hear some mumbling back and forth, but unless you understand fay, you're not going to understand what they're saying. Yeah, no, I super don't. I am going to sneak around the front of the front of the igloo, and I'm going to use the the sign language that we all developed to yes. ask for just Abraxas, since he's the quietest. I am going to uh, shift that way, uh, get some natural camo going. That's a twenty-seven. Roll me a perception on your way in, Abraxas. Twenty-five. You see a little fey head pop out of the top of the igloo and look directly at you, and then pop back down. You, being somebody who's grown up in an ice environment, would know that igloos have a hole in the top for fire and smoke. They were flew up and saw what was going on. Despite his uh, his stealth check? Well, they didn't see him, but Abraxas saw the fae. No, you guys rolled really good on your stealth. Yeah, I think Manette and I should just live in these trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're about as sneaky as the kitchen. Like, it's just no good in here. <laughs> you guys don't have the necro stealth? No, 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 <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna be using that at work all week. Okay, so Pippa's gonna creep back up and look around the corner of the igloo again to see if they've moved at all. 
they went back to their locations and now you see the other one being on that side of the igloo uh it's on mm-hmm. another little shelf just kind of sitting there really lucked out that they're not seeing you because they're looking out so you must have I don't know how you did it, but you rolled such a well stealth check, they didn't even notice you. <laughs> and now I'm imagining that Pippa's like covered herself with snow and she's just laying flat on her belly, peering around the door. <laughs> Wearing a snow ghillie suit. <laughs> Wearing a snow ghillie suit. <laughs> Which reminds me, I need you all to roll me a fortitude save, except for Not Odessa. Balls. Me and Chess, we're the only ones that have to make them now. Nice. 28. 26. Okay, yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> I point my wolfy nose towards the igloo to the east, sort of like in that direction, to the east, uh, kind of like inquiring that we're going to check it out. I don't know. I think we should probably try to take out the two fae and the igloo we already unearthed first. Um, so she's just going to shake her head back at you and just kind of mime shooting the two fae that are already in here. Um, I'd like to, to cast ghost sound on the back of the igloo again to see if they'll go for it. Okay, I'm going to say that the DC is now 16 because... You're trying the same thing twice, basically. And I rolled a two and a three. So they completely are like, what the hell is making that sound? And they both move to look at the item. um, Okay. And their backs are turned to you. Pippa, roll me a perception check. That was a 25. You look in and you see a a brown rug that covers pretty much like the equivalent of a five by five square of the igloo. When you look, it kind of dips down a little bit, just slightly. That makes you think that there might, that might be a trap. Oh my gosh. It's a totally Scooby-Doo carpet over a pit trap. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Then, uh, I mean, is it possible to skirt around it? Yes, you can skirt around the igloo. Uh, but I'm going to impose the squeeze mechanic. And what the squeeze me- mechanic means that you take a negative four penalty because you're just not able to move around as fully as if you were in an open area. Um, so you can do that. Um, but it is definitely going to be a challenge. Okay, so what does that what does that mean? Like it just takes me longer to get there? Just has to do with a negative four penalty to attack rolls and a negative four penalty to AC. Oh. Wow, okay. That's then they're basically really set up really well for defense in there. So so maybe not. Yeah, I think this thing was just really well fortified. I, I think if they didn't have a pit trap there, your original plan is really good. Yep, but, but they do have a pit trap there. And who knows what's in the other ones. After a, after a little while, um, the, the one fairy that disappeared, he goes back to his little ledge, and the other fairy disappears, and... It looks around and then goes back down. What if you guys checked out the other igloos? Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, let's go check out the other igloos. Yeah. So I think Abraxas and I are going to go, if it's if it's amenable to, to Abraxas, we'll go check out the igloo that's a little more north. When you guys look inside, you see a winter blanket, a pile of furs, and a small wooden chest take up most of the floor space in this cramped igloo. You see this, you know, kind of, because this igloo has nobody in it, you can kind of get a better look. You definitely see the hole cut at the top. And other than that, it looks like it's just kind of being used as a storage room. She's a little leery since she saw the trap in the other igloo, so she's going to kind of eyeball it and see if there's any other, like, telltale, telltale signs of mischief. And that was a 19 perception. It looks pretty... Pretty much like a little storage closet. Neat. Did you say it was okay. a winter a winter blanket in there? Yes. We should probably take that. Definitely. Maybe we should keep checking out the igloos and then oh, we'll, yeah. we'll raid everything after we're we're done. <laughs> okay, where do you guys want to go? Clockwise. Go up to this one, Abraxas. All right, number north. North and north. Oh, 
Heading oh. up towards the other north. Oh, one. man. I've been nervous because I've been rolling well. And okay, yeah, that's a 29. So still doing Woo. good. Okay, that's awesome. And I got a 22. I know the next one's going to be a crappy roll. Shoot. Yep. The next one's just going to be garbage. And that one's going to have like eight dudes in it. <laughs> this igloo is similar. Only it's what you're noticing is these rooms are set up for people to come in. You know, imagine like if you went to a camp, any kind of camp, and you went into like probably a, a tent where there, you know, like the beds were provided and like a place to store your stuff. Almost like they were getting ready to prepare for an invasion or something like that, you know? <laughs> oh, good. A staging area for invasions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always wanted. All right. Should we check out uh, the only remaining igloo? I'm not even going to make you roll because you guys have been rolling so well. It's actually just like the other two igloos. Awesome. So it really is only those two little shits in there. But what's in the cave? Yeah, what is in the cave? That's actually a excellent point. It's also where you see the large footsteps going into and going out of. What do the prints smell like? Do they smell like a human? Do they smell like trollish, ogreish? Anything that I've run across before. Roll me a survival. That is a 16. I will let you have one minor piece of information. Is there any specific question you want to ask? What is it? You can confirm that it is definitely a large creature of some sort. It does look like it has giant-sized properties. Okay, so giant, kind of like a giant family. Man. Oh, gosh. What color is it? <laughs> oh, what color is this creature? You do not pick that up from footprints in the snow. <laughs> I'll let I'll, I'll let Pippa know that I'm not happy and I'll let my ears droop as I'm sniffing around. I am going to let you bring your scent into this. You definitely do smell uh, like a soil, a barkish smell. Tree? Maybe it's another giant that tree. Like yeah, trees. Oh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> What do the what do the footprints look like since they are in the snow? Do they look like feet or do they look like shoes or do they look like some oh, yeah. weird fucking tree root motherfucker? They like, look like humanoid about? feet. Humanoid. Wearing shoes. It's a tree wearing shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. Is it like it's wearing snowshoes? Or is it deep in the snow? Or does it look like it has some sort of ability to not sink that far into the it snow? It does not have the ability to bypass the snow. It is definitely a trudging look okay. in the snow. <laughs> Noob sauce. I'm going to nose towards Odessa and Manette. Yep. Pippa's going to Pippa's gonna nod and, and follow him. and then But she's also going to kind of, I guess, gesture, gesture at the igloo and sign to Abraxas. Like, should we take those out first? We might as well draw yeah, them and- out. Yeah, because I'd like to I'd like to get the surprise attack on whatever is in the cave if possible. Flashbang um, and Hank the Clank. Literally, my character's name should be Hank the Clank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll uh, turn back into people form. And before I walk, because I want to, I'll silently cast uh, produce flame. So I'm gonna keep like a little uh, flame in my hand. Nice. Uh, before I walk over. Or stealth over. Okay. I'll take number two. You take number one. It's a plan. Okay. Roll me initiative, guys. Manette, what did you get? Eight. Wow, fantastic. Why is my initiative always fucking bullshit? (laughs) Odessa? (laughs) 19. Pippa? Uh, That was a 13. Abraxas? 20. Abraxas and Pippa, what are you going to do? All right, so I have number two. I think you've got number one because you've got eyes on it. When you guys peek around the corner, they are not there. Well, within 30 feet, I could smell them. Are they in there? You definitely smell them. 
All right, then as a move action, um, the hand that's not a light with fire, I'm going to pull out my wand of fairy fire. And then as my standard action, I'm gonna blast it in there. A little burst. It should fill up the whole uh, the whole room. Glow, you little shits. So what does fairy fire do exactly? All right, so it's an air of effects. A pale glow surrounds and outlines the subjects. They shed light like candles. Creatures outlined by fairy fire take a negative 20 on stealth checks, and they do not benefit from concealment provided by darkness, blur, displacement, invisibility, or similar effects. Just beautiful. You don't see anything in there. Huh. <laughs> oh my god, did they fly out the top? I'm, I'm assuming they flew out the top, which, why would they do that if we were successfully stealthing up there? Because maybe somebody failed their stealth check or someone got a really good perception check at some point and didn't make it known that they were they saw that they're enemies. I thought you said we were rolling so well on stealth checks you weren't gonna you weren't gonna ask us to stealth up there anymore. Yeah, this was when I, I that there was a time I asked you to roll a stealth check and you did not one of you did not roll good enough. But they chose not to attack, so you guys didn't know. Well, I can, if you want, we can do just one move action to slowly get there. And I could use my other move action to pinpoint where there are. Because within, if they're within 30 feet, I can detect them. You smell them. They're around there somewhere. So I can, I can get in their direction. You smell them still in the igloo. Oh, really? Yes. So they're not invisible. Are they just hiding under something? Oh my God. What if they're in the pit? Oh, that's smart. That is the best way to hide from freaking magical detection is old school hiding is like the I best way. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to toss one of my little flame at the, is it the carpet, a uh, rug, tarp, mm-hmm. what have you? Yeah. I'm just going to toss it on the, on the covering. Okay. The moment that the rug starts to burn away, I need you both to roll me a Wilson. It's 22. Okay. 18. So what happens is the fire burns away and then suddenly aimed at both of you, two rainbow beams just shoot right towards you, but they, you guys both just get out of the way. It doesn't even, it just misses you. Uh, and behind you, the snow has turned into r- rainbow um, as it gets coated with color. Um, oh. That spell is called Care Bear Stare. Yeah, that thing is <laughs> crap. That's like the last thing you want to get hit with. Pippa actually knows that spell oh well. God. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. Pippa's intimately familiar with the Care Bear stare. It sounds pretty, and it's just terrible. <laughs> Adessa, you're sitting there watching Pippa and Abraxas, and all of a sudden you see between the two of them these rainbow beams to shoot out past them. I can essentially get right behind Pippa. Okay. And then that's going to essentially be all I can do because I still can't see into the igloo, but at least I'm there. Pippa, it's your turn. Do I have eyes on fairy number two? You see them both. They're sitting in the pit and the fact that they both missed, they kind of gave this look of like, oh shit. Okay. Then she's going to go ahead and fire her crossbow at fairy number two with cold iron bolts. Go for it. 19. So that is a critical threat, my friend. (laughs) Wow. You and your rolling. Roll the confirm. Her rage is just really feeling this right now. Seven, so super doesn't confirm. No confirmed Pippa, that's what I call her. Yeah, yeah. no confirmed Pippa. That's her name. Roll damage. One point of damage, so good. This is going so well. So when you hit with your arrow, it strikes true, but it strikes true in a very non-lethal area. So it just really hurt. It is Faye number one's turn. 
having used its color spray, it sits there and it tries to evaluate its options and it shoots out from the top and it fires down on Pippa. Does a 21 hit? Oh God, yes. Okay. Yeah, it does. It's Darn super it. Pippa, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. Oh crap, that's no good. That does not look pleasant. I quit this game. <laughs> Says the person who just rolled a critical hit. No, who couldn't confirm a critical hit and then only did one point of damage. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that uh, would be a six on my fortitude save. So when it hits you, it feels like, the, you know, it feels almost like nothing. Like it, it's just this little icicle that basically goes into you. But what it does do is it makes you kind of feel a little woozy and you're staggered for the next round. Uh, okay. And Manette, you were up. You just saw Pippa get hit by a little fae that popped out of the roof. If she was shaken, I could do something about it. Uh, instead, I guess I'm gonna get as close as I can. Do we all have some of the alchemist fire? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna get within range for that and then give it a toss at the igloo. Are you gonna try to play basketball? And get it in the... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I am. Okay. <laughs> so roll me an attack. A ranged attack. Right. Come on in, slam. And welcome to the jam. Oh, that's a natural 19. Oh, wow. So yes, it goes in and it it floats right past the one that has popped out. And it hits the ground and flourishes up and hits the one below it. Um, roll me damage. Woo! That's four it looks like it has taken some serious damage, y'all. Did it melt the igloo at all? Not really. The uh. Igloos are pretty solidly built, so... Yeah. Fairy number one, who actually just took the damage, pops up, and then it, you see it kind of fly behind the igloo and roll around in the snow to try to get the fire out, and it, I'm going to say it extinguishes the fire. That's These smart. guys, unlike Rokar, has learned about stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah, Rokar's education. Good old <laughs> Rokar. <laughs> I'm on fire. What do I do? <laughs> Keep attacking. Abraxas, you're up. One of them has flown off, right? Yep. So you see the one fairy above flying above the igloo, and then there's nothing inside the igloo except for that pit. I'm going to throw my fire at the one that's flying above. Okay. Roll me an attack. Oh, that's crap. No, that's 10. Even for ranged touch, that's not going to do it, huh? It is not going to do it. In fact, it flies right over, but I'm going to tell you something, Abraxas. Roll me a percentage die. Darn it, I was rolling so well. Oh, 91. It actually flies over the igloo in the process of trying to hit it, and it lands on the other side and hits the one rolling around in the snow. Oh, whoa. Yes. Ooh. I just I just think that's hilarious. I could see you like totally like airballing the basketball and you're just fine. <laughs> but it, I mean, the an alchemist fire has to go somewhere. And normally I would sit there wherever it hit if it took splash damage. But you rolled a 91. If you had rolled anything below a 90, it wouldn't have come near you. So roll damage. Wow. <laughs> My God. Oh, sweet. So this wasn't my alchemist fire. This is a produced flame. I can toss it. Uh, and that's going to be uh, four points of damage. You just hear this, ah, and it just dies. Oh, man. It did go, <laughs> ow. That was similar. <laughs> no, it was erg. <laughs> just pitch that down and add some growl to it, and it's about the same. Yeah. Uh, and sweet. he has died. There's only one remaining. Odessa, you're up. You see a fairy flying above the above the thing. So is it still within my line of sight? It is totally within your line of sight. Then she is going to take a shot at it 
with a um, paper cartridge. Okay. That is a 20. Wow. Yeah, that hits. Oh, me. That is a nine. It looks pretty hurt. You, It took, definitely took a lot of little PBs, but it is still up. Well, shit. Uh, Pippa, it is your turn. Can she still see the critter? Yeah. The remaining yeah, critter? Yeah, it's up above. Uh, well, I can't do anything except pretty much reload my crossbow. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, Manette, what are you going to do with this little creature that's flying in the air where your sword can't reach? How high <laughs> up is he? I, I would say he's probably 10 feet up. So what I'm hearing is that if Manette climbed on top of the igloo, she could hit him. True. She could, but I don't know if she would be able to have that movement. Well, roll She's me pretty a cl- damn close. Roll me a climb. Sure, let's, let it, let's, let's make it fun. Oh, that's not a good one for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's a very bad one for me, actually. So I got to get high. Natural 20, I'm not fucking with you. Uh, oh, <laughs> But I have a minus four to climb. <laughs> so you get this, I'm going to do this. And you just go and you just dig your hands into it. And maybe it's because of the alchemist fire actually loosened some of the ice cement that keeps the blocks. But they like moved forward a little bit as you're going. And you climb handholds and you get up there above it. And so do you attack? Oh my god, I thought you were going to say that I like fell, fell through in it into I that pit in there. I, would, I, I wouldn't do that to you with a 20. Oh man, oh, I was about to start crying. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack him. Okay, that's a fourteen. Yeah, you, you swish. Roll me a percentage die. <clears throat> uh oh. Ooh. Okay. Fifty nine. Okay, you're okay. <laughs> he wanted to roll the percentage of you falling in that pole, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Manette, you see the fairy, see that it just took you swipe up, and it does this curve up in the air and slams into you. Let's see if he... Of course it does. Die against my armor. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Let's say this started. That was a really creepy noise you just made. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's the scariest laugh you've ever done. So the fairy bull rushes you, does a 19, beat your CMD. Yes. Well, first you get an attack of opportunity, so let's okay. do that first. <laughs> Bat it out of the air. I was about to yeah. say, I'm going to fucking slice this asshole right in half. 22. Roll me damage. Slice him in half like he's a cantaloupe. <laughs> okay, that's eight damage. He does this really cool maneuver where he he goes up and he circles over your head, kind of like a plane doing a loop-de-loop, and comes down and it's just like full force. You just killed his friend. He's going to get revenge. And you just hold your sword up and he just runs into it and slices in half and just falls yeah, down does. to the bottom. Oh. I really did clothesline him, like with my sword. <laughs> nice. Prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> I love it. Manette has unlocked the uh, clothesline achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately want to get off of this igloo because I do not feel stable. (laughs) Roll me a percentage dice as you get off. Oh, fuck. 88. You're good. That was so cool. Uh Like, what a cool idea. It's almost (laughs) worthy of a hero point. K, I'm going to give you a hero point for coming up with that creative idea. Yes! That maxes you out, doesn't it? No. Because I used one. Oh, I'm the right. only one who's used one. No, um, I used two, girl. Used I got one left. I maxed out. And I'm oh, down okay. One. Well, there we go. So Use those hero points. <laughs> I'm saving now it for I'm Baba eight. Yaga. No, I'm going to use it way before then. <laughs> <laughs> 
you guys have eliminated the nasty fae folk. Um, what would you like to do? I want to well, know what's in the cave. <laughs> now that the gun's gone off, I'm like at high yeah. alert and would like to look around to see if we've alerted anything ginormous. There is there is yeah. nothing. Nothing's coming. I don't know. Do we want to sneak up to that cave and take a little a little peekaboo, peeksy peek? Yeah, man. Inside. Let's do it. Are we all going to sneak up there or just Abraxas or just Pippa? What do we think? I don't know. Kitchen cabinet and like loud bang bang. Do you guys, you guys want us up there? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys should stay in the, the northernmost igloo behind it or inside it or something. And Abraxas and I can go peeksy peek. Manette and I are going to go hide in. Well, here, we'll pick this. The northernmost igloo. Roll me a stealth there, Pippa. Oh, my bad. I missed that, too. 20. I mean, is it, though? Because you've said that before. The trust is waning. (laughs) The trust is broken. (laughs) Hey, just because somebody perceives you doesn't mean that they have to reveal themselves right away. I guess. No, I mean, that's fair. I'm just mad about it. (laughs) Uh, Roll me a perception, too. God, it's fucking awful. That'll be a 12 on perception there, Stan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you you look into the cave and it looks like nobody's in there right now. I'm sure it does. I rolled a 26 <laughs> perception and a 28 stealth, just in case you needed to know that. Pippa took care of most everything, so when you guys look inside, you see two bearskin rugs cover most of the damp floor in this cave. Uh, surrounding the cave, you see crates, barrels, and other supplies. The ceiling rises about 15 feet overhead frozen icicle stalactites just hanging down and dripping. There seems to be a stockpile of standard supplies. You just see boxes, one that says food, and one says standard gear. Porn. Yeah, one says porn, exactly. (laughs) Porn. (laughs) Every tree's got needs. There looks to be enough boxes in this room to last weeks, if not longer. You also see a chest in this room. Manette and and Kay are in the igloo, right? Yeah. Okay, so Pippa, I guess, walks back and just says, seems empty. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) We, do we all gonna wanna wanna have a poke around the cave? Open that chest. I call dibs on the rugs. <laughs> the chest is locked. You know what I have? Do you have lock picking? <laughs> I have utility, which means I can shoot it the fuck open. I can finally. Use I think this. I'm gonna stay out of here if you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Kate. I mean, if you want, if you want to waste a bullet on shooting up at the chest, care. go for it. But. Okay. They are kind of expensive, <laughs> so if you would like to, oh, bless yeah, you. And if yeah, you let's, fail, let's let Peppa try to open I it by by thievery first. All right. Natty 20. Woo! Give me that chest. They don't even see me, but you just stick the lock bit and you can go, it's open, and it just opens up. You guys ready to find out what's inside of there? Yes, yes please. You find an iron coffer containing four potions. You see four blue quartz ice diamonds, a silver ditem. A flawless diamond, a jeweled necklace, an interesting-looking painting, three sapphires. Can you explain the interesting-looking painting? Can someone roll me knowledge nobles? Oh, I have that. That's Pippa's job. She probably doesn't know this particular noble because that would be a seven. I can Uh, can roll that as well. That's a class skill for me. Go for it. Fifteen. You got right on the nose what you needed to get. That is a picture of White Throne. 
and you know that as, as your study of nobles. It's actually kind of weird that you know it. This would be something Pippa would normally own. Maybe there was something Pippa was saying about, like, I remember my mom talking about something like this when she was in Irisin. You you basically, this is something between some Pippa saying that and you saying, uh, you know, you looking at the conversations with your Varician family. White Throne is the home of Jadwiga, uh, the descendants of the witch Baba Yaga. White Throne is a playground for evil nobles. That's, does the painting detect evil? <laughs> the painting does not detect evil. You know that this stuff is valuable. You know that painting is valuable. You just don't know how valuable it is. You find three sapphire rings. You find a decorative filigree longsword scabbard. You find a small scrimshaw sculpture of dancing sprites surrounding a piping satyr. And then for the big hmm. stuff, you find 2,457 gold. 2,313 silver pieces and 1,760 copper pieces. Jeez. Damn. That's, wow. Hells yeah. Just dump that whole chest into a bag of holding and leave. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Flush with cash! Can anyone detect magic? I can. We should try and detect magic on this stuff to see if I need to do spellcraft checks on anything. There is no magic. Did we do a th- really thorough? Yeah, she rolled a really it? good perception. It's it's clear. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We kind of killed the two Fey. I don't, and we. I guess we have two options here that I see. I think we can either rest and get everything back by in this comfy seeming cave, or we can just say f it and push through that portal, not knowing what's on the other side. But that might be more in line with like what our characters would actually. Abraxas, do. you notice the tracks are not all that old. Like this is a fairly. That was the next thing I was going to do. Is I want to track down where that thing is. I want to know where that je- uh, that creature is, though. It's going to do us no good to rest here with one threat. Yeah. If if they're going to be coming back anytime soon, I would really rather be not here. Abraxas, you say these tracks are recent? Yeah, they're they're relatively fresh. I'd like to zero in on uh, this creature's location. So what you're telling me is we could get away from this creature maybe by jumping through the scary portal or we could hunt down the scary thing and then possibly um, get killed. The way I see it is that if we don't kill that thing, it's going to attack the people that we're here to protect. Listen, a a ship's safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are for. So, and to be honest, I'm in no hurry to jump in the portal. Why not? That looks just terrible. You guys actually don't know that you have to jump in the portal either, because for all you know, there could be an off switch right outside the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, true enough, for all we know. Let's at least investigate that first, then? Yeah. Yeah, let's go take a peeky peek at that, then. Okay, so you guys start heading towards the portal? Yes. As you approach, you see a bank of quillite spears outward in a ring, seemingly grown from heavy sheet of ice covering the ground. A second ring of giant icicle-shaped monolites stand inside the outer ring, surrounding a swirling cylindrical vortex easily 10 feet in diameter. Icy winds and driving snow blast from the vortex, creating a wintry weather in the clearing. Standing in front to the left of the vortex is a large black tree. From the looks of it, it took the brunt of the icy vortex blast. Is it alive? It just looks like a tree. Are the tracks leading up to this area? Like, leading up to the tree? The the tracks are leading into the portal. Uh, Oh. Does the tree detect evil? You detect a chaotic evil 
glow amongst them. And at the same time, I'm guessing Brex this is up there as well. Mm-hmm. You smell the scent of that same barkish, mossy smell that you smelt in the cave. Oh, Bitch. it's a thing. I totally sign for like danger at the tree. And as you guys Me are too. looking at it, you see it start to unfurl. <gasps> the moss moves around the body and the limbs start to form and come up around the creature's head and form a crown. The trunk of the tree splits in two and slowly they reshape into that of a foot and it turns and looks at Edessa and roars. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Pods for production. I, I would like to thank it. Amy Hankinson for writing their wonderful theme song, Sirenscape for the use of their sound effects and music, Paizo for the wonderful Reign of Winter Adventure Path, and all of you listeners. Until next week, I am Dustin Alexander. You can reach me at Dustin Alexander. I'm Abby. You can find me on Twitter at Bonanza Famine. I'm Angel. You can reach me at Twitter at Espinoza916. That's E-S-P-I-N-O-Z-A-916. It's fine. I didn't want to know what happened anyway. I have Chinese food. This is Kay, and you can reach me at She's Lady Macbeth. Happy Halloween. I'm Jess, and you can reach me at Hank the Clank, which is appropriate because it was a book about a ghost. (laughs) Nice. Please, if you have not yet, remember to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and tell your friends about us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag WorldsTraveler so we can thank you for spreading the word, and it does make a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. kind of sound distortion. I, yeah, I heard something kind of funky. That's why I got really also, quiet. Um, yeah, her same. picture looked like her eye was like, Kay's eye was like grown over. It was very unsettling. <laughs> Happy fucking Yeah, Halloween. that was really fucking disturbing. <laughs> uh, Everything's fine alert, I'm now, I'm actually though. a poltergeist that's been playing this long. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm not gonna lie, Kay. That would delight me. <laughs> if that were true. <laughs> You guys get to the address in Portland. It's like an all uh, dilapidated like house. They're like, this building's been condemned for over 50 years. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) How did that ghost know about internet? (laughs) Who's their cable subscriber? I mean, like, think of Samana in the ring. She knew, you know. (laughs) She knew what was up. She was up on her technology. (laughs) Seriously, oh that guy's. God, Ark. Uh, I'm going to say you can squirt, but you're going to have the squeezing mechanic. Squirt. <laughs> oh my God. I was holding it together until you y'all started laughing. I said squirt, wow. guys. You did not. You said squirt. You, you, you um, I think on the episodes when I say we really need to stay on the rails, seems to be the episode we go off the rails the most. We can't help it. We can't help you laughing at squirt. You said squirt. <laughs> he said squirt. 
You can't say squirt We're in like a group halfway of to being a porno now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase uh, this one more time. We all forbidden words list. Squirt. <laughs> moist. Was, that's the second word I was going to think of. Like moist. Oh. There's a Crevasse. moist carpet that's uh, suspicious. Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, squirt. So. I definitely saw this picture and was like, that looks like a weird fucking ice porcupine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like a hedgehog of ice. Right, right. Literally. That's same. actually not land. That's a big giant porcupine you guys are going to fight. And it's going to kill you all. <laughs> What's his name? Bob. That is oh. a lame ass name. I think his name is Jeffrey. Okay. I, like I will be better. okay with Jeffrey. So what would you get? Necrif Jeffrey. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> so what would you guys like to do? 